Welcome to the AI Hustle Podcast, the podcast where we break down the latest in AI news, tools, and interview experts helping you hustle and do more using AI. If you've been following the podcast for a while, you'll know that over the last six months, I've been working on a stealth AI startup. Of the hundreds of projects I've covered, this is the one that I believe has the greatest potential. So today I'm excited to announce AI Box. AI Box is a no-code AI app building platform paired with the App Store for AI that lets you monetize your AI tools. The platform lets you build apps by linking together AI models like ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Eleven Labs eventually will integrate with software like Gmail, Trello, and Salesforce so you can use AI to automate every function in your organization. To get notified when we launch and be one of the first to build on the platform, you can join the waitlist at AIbox.ai. The link is in the show notes. We are currently raising a seed round of funding. If you're an investor that is focused on disruptive tech, I'd love to tell you more about the platform. You can reach out to me at jaden at AIbox.ai. I'll leave that email in the show notes. Today on the podcast, I want to talk about a very interesting um, new AI company that is specifically in the railway industry and talk about how AI, I believe, will affect rail railways and the rail industry in a way that you probably haven't thought of before. So without any further ado, let's dive into it. So the company is called Konux and it is a Munich-based AI um, scale-up, which is using machine learning and the Internet of Things to revolutionize rail travel, um, and they're focusing on switches. So essentially, they're pioneering a SaaS business with a focus on predictive maintenance to upgrade railway infrastructure across the globe. Now, I'm based in the United States. I've lived, you know, in Europe for a number of years in the past, um, and I was raised in Canada. So I have, you know, a couple uh, perspectives on a couple different uh, areas. And I will say, you know, in Canada and the United States where things are, where I've lived a lot more spread out, rail is not a very big part of how we commute. But in Europe, rail is a massive factor of how we commute. And of course, you know, growing up in Canada, we'd go on these really long road trips out into, you know, the middle of the middle of Canada where there's very little all around you and there's always railways uh, shipping things. So it, it's a factor, but it wasn't ever something that is was very widely used for transporting people. But in Europe, this is a very popular means of transportation. It's a fairly clean and efficient uh, way to transport people, especially with highly high density areas like Europe. And so I think this is a really interesting company. I think this has a lot of really interesting use cases. And of course, it makes you know perfect sense this is coming out of Europe and not out of Silicon Valley or California or America, for example. In any case, their goal here is really to um, use deep tech and connected hardware to transform the way railway lines operate by capturing real-time data. So their um, their plan is to drive digitization and transformative change to um, what remains of one of the most sustainable mass transit options, which is, of course, the rail network. So as more and more consumers opt to travel by train, I think mostly in Europe, I don't think it's quite there in America and Canada just because of our infrastructure, um, governments and railway operators are leveraging new technologies to digitize networks and transform their operations. So in this wave of transformation, Konox has managed to carve a pretty solid niche for themselves um, by using their advanced tech solutions to essentially tackle the pressing issues in the rail industry. Now, like I said, this is really awesome, really powerful for Europe, less relevant uh, or less used 
um, perhaps in the United States, although it would be interesting to see what that would look like if that expanded. I have recently seen um, some tweets from people here in the U.S. saying, you know, instead of taking a plane or instead of driving a car, they took a train and it was like it took four times as long. Um, and I don't know, some people say it takes even longer than that. So it's just not quite there in the U.S., but I think this is really powerful in Europe. I've lived in, you know, France and Belgium for a couple of years, and uh, yeah, we took trains everywhere. It was a great way to get around. So Konex's CEO is Adam Bonfield, and he points out that what makes um, their AI business stands up, stand out is essentially their unique approach to problem solving. So unlike a lot of different AI startups that focus on purely digital problems, Konex takes on the challenges of making sense of real-world data, capturing and analyzing it, and fitting it within the framework of the customer's business uh, needs. So they have managed essentially to gain real-time visibility into daily loads and stresses that railways railway lines endure. So they do this by measuring, this is super interesting, but they're actually doing this by measuring vibrations through the tracks uh, to identify anomalies that might signify incoming failures. Um, and the data, once captured and analyzed, helps predict the state of the infrastructure over the next few months with an accuracy of around 90%, according to their CEO. So I think this is actually a really powerful technology. You know, um, here in the U.S., we've had a number of very high-profile train derailments and train crashes. Um, for some reason, it makes me think of uh, a number of different books that are, you know, about train infrastructure not being great. Um, if you know, you know. And I think that it's really interesting just the fact that we have the capability and AI really does serve uh, a capability here that not a lot of people are thinking about. I mean, it has a 90% accuracy rate. So we, I think this is a really uh, useful um, tool that should be rolled out if we had the ability to, you know, very ac accurately predict when there was going to be some sort of infrastructural issue, essentially, um, with railway lines or with any other sort of infrastructure, I think we absolutely should use that. And so I think this is going to be a really powerful use case, um, you know, not just in not just in the ways that we're seeing it in like the rail that they're, you know, actively developing it right now, but in a lot of other industries, you know, like I, I think, you know, if you imagine li listening to I don't know, or maybe there's AI that is integrated into a roadway that tracks how many cars drive by, or even satellite or Google Maps, you know, getting some sort of data, aggregated data there where it tracks how many cars are driving over certain roads and based off of that and based off of what types of cars and how heavy they are, um, you know, making sort of predictions about what, what sort of schedule needs to be used to uh, have the roadways repaired at the best, um, at the best, you know, schedule in order to maintain the maintain maintain the highest quality of infrastructure so in any case i think this is a very interesting use case beyond just rail but they're doing this in rail and apparently it's 90 percent effective so this is uh, a very useful use case i would say um right now their customers are mostly railway operators so they receive maintenance insights throughout a fairly user-friendly software that they've developed um that just helps to manage their infrastructure efficiently um, the application they've created is an AI uh, of AI translates essentially to fewer delays and reduces downtime for the passengers. And so, you know, that's kind of what they're what they're selling to these railway operators. So they're saying, you know, this isn't just a new schedule or a way to know when something needs to be fixed. But if we can preemptively give you the data so you know when things need to be repaired or fixed, you actually have less downtime. So it's actually saving you money. Um, and I think that 
any business model where they can prove that they're going to save the company money and specifically show how it affects their bottom line. Um, of course, the safety aspect of it, I think, is incredibly important. But beyond that, if they can say, look, it's going to make you more safe and also you literally will save more money. I think this is a no brainer for someone like a railway operator to um, kind of implement some of this technology. So I think the technology has a potential to unlock um, pretty substantial cap uh, capacity uh, and apparently doubling the throughput on some of the tracks, which in turn has significant implications for the environment by effectively utilizing existing resources. So their AI and IoT-driven digitalization of railways, I would say really just kind of shows um, what is typically a black box for railway operators. So by providing a clearer and um, understanding a clear understanding of the networks, the chances of minor delays snowballing into a major disruption are definitely minimized. Um, and I think it brings about a really dynamic kind of traffic management reduction, uh, re reduction of shutdowns, and also it enables a lot more responsive and efficient train routing. So I think so far they've managed to raise about $130 million. Um, they've tested and deployed their products in 10 markets worldwide. They've been around since 2014, so this isn't anything necessarily uh, new, but they're making a lot of big steps today. They're focusing on using AI in challenging industrial environments, and they have a lot of years of research and development, which I think has really helped them to develop this kind of predictive AI model that works across a very diverse set of environments, which is a complete game changer for the rail industry. So overall, I think this is going to be a really interesting technology to follow up with and to keep an eye on. As we look at, you know, perhaps how this is affecting rail, but how we also start integrating AI models into other sorts of infrastructure and other sorts of industries in ways that we're not really thinking about right now, right? Like uh, before reading this or researching kind of this topic, I wasn't thinking about how you could track the vibrations of rail tracks to get all sorts of this real world data and make all sorts of predictions using AI. Um, but I think that there's so many different applications for AI, and this is just one of the many. So it'll be interesting to see how this snowballs into other different areas. If you are looking for an innovative and creative community of people using ChatGPT, you need to join our ChatGPT creators community. I'll drop a link in the description to this podcast. We'd love to see you there where we share tips and tricks of what is working in ChatGPT. It's a lot easier than a podcast as you can see screenshots, you can share and comment on things that are currently working. So if this sounds interesting to you, check out the link in the comment. We'd love to have you in the community. Thanks for tuning in to the AI Hustle podcast. If you could do us a massive favor, we would really, really appreciate it if you could leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps people find the podcast. It helps people know this is a good place to go. And we would really, really appreciate it as it helps us continue to bring on incredible guests and share incredible content for you to listen to.